This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. You're listening to The Morning Run 836. Right now, I'm Melissa Idris with Kusu Chuang and Joyce Go. Now, the secret relationship between PASS and AMNO is no longer a secret. Now, if it were a Facebook relationship status update, it would be it's complicated. So last Saturday, we saw about 100 AMNO supporters turn up in support of PAS during the nomination for the Suri Sutia by-election, uh, even though AMNO is sitting out that particular contest. And if you recall earlier this month in the Sungai Kandis by-elections, PAS made way for the BN candidate there. So to help us get some insights into whether this is the beginning of a lasting love affair, we have on the line Adip Zalkapli, Senior Associate at the Government Affairs Consultancy, RINS and Partners Malaysia. Good morning, Adip. Thank you so much for joining us. I'd like uh, to start with what you make of the dynamics that we're observing from the by-elections from Sungai Kandis and the upcoming Sri Satya by-elections. Uh, are we seeing the start of a closer cooperation between PAS and AMNO going forward? Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, this uh, political cooperation has been going on for maybe two to three years. Uh, the clearest uh, indication of uh, some kind of uh, political partnership between the two parties was when the, when, when the previous government gave uh, past uh, parliamentary time uh, to table the bill to expand the powers of the uh, Sharia courts. Uh, Adib, do you think this is going to be the new opposition? Well... Yes, I mean, looking at the number of uh, parliamentary seats uh, held by both uh, AMNO and PAS, I mean, this is the most, uh, uh, the strongest uh, opposition bloc uh, in parliament. I mean, they have about, uh, between the two parties, they have about 68 seats out of uh, 222. So, yes, uh, the Malay Muslim majority parties are the, the, the strongest uh, opposition bloc in parliament. So, obviously, the hope is for them to be strong enough to, to, ch- to challenge Pakatan. But on what basis do you think they'll challenge? Well, no, they won't be strong enough uh, to challenge the Pakatan government uh, in a way that they could unseat the government. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a, a single-race coalition. They will not be able to uh, credibly challenge the government. However, they are strong enough to influence government policy. Uh, especially if the Malay and Muslim parties in Harapan, uh, Bersatu and Amana, who only have about 20-something seats, uh, interested in winning over the uh, almost 70 seats held by uh, AMNO and PAS. Adip, so you mentioned a little earlier that this you know, began really with uh, the uh, amendments to the Sharia Courts Act, or RUU Tigalimalima, right? So is this really going to be the way forward? Do you think AMNO is going to be championing or supporting PAS in pushing through um, uh, yes, I mean, it, it, um, the, the move by both parties will keep uh, both of them relevant, at least, uh, at least with their hardcore supporters. I mean, there are Muslims in PAS and also in AMNO who both who, who want uh, uh, Sharia laws to be expanded and also those who believe uh, uh, strongly in, in Malay supremacy. So, yeah, so it, it looks like this is the way forward for, for, the, for the two parties. So do you think we will be seeing AMNO, say, lurch further to the right? Could we be seeing in the future more ethnic and religious chauvinism? I, uh, I think look, looking at uh, how the two parties have been campaigning, the messages coming out of the two parties, I think, yes, I think that's the direction that the two parties are taking. Uh, I think the clear, another indication is uh, the outcome of the recent AMNO election, where I think candidates 
wanted party to move to, to the center lost uh, the election. Adip, if AMNO supports uh, RUU Tiga Lima Lima, how would this affect AMNO's relationship with other BN components, you know, like MIC and MCA? I think operationally, uh, BN is, is dead. I mean, if you look at the campaign in, in, in the twin by-elections, I mean, there's no more BN on the ground. I mean, operationally, it's just uh, individual parties. So I think in the next few years, uh, I think BN will... Uh, slowly evolve into a more loose coalition with, where the three individual parties uh, will be charting their own direction uh, individually. I mean, the same way uh, opposition parties uh, operate in the past. Yeah, then one gets a sense that you have the sense that um, the UMNO Pass Pact is going to be quite long-term in nature, but the support within UMNO is not necessarily that, given uh, Kari Jamaluddin's comments recently that he, he thinks it's going to be a one-off, or thinks it should be a one-off thing. Well, yeah, it's... it's, it's um, I mean, obviously, I mean, UMNO is... Uh, first of all, UMNO is uh, ideology ideology-free party. I mean, it's a big ten party that tracks... Uh, all sorts uh, of, of, uh, of people, as long as you are of certain ethnicity. Uh, however, if you look at the outcome of the party election, I think the, uh, it's clear that I think the majority in the party favour this kind of uh, uh, partnerships. So, unfortunately, leaders who are against uh, AMNO pass cooperation are more popular outside the party. So, Adip, you know, uh, it, that's looking at the AMNO side. What about within the PAS side? I'm sure there are quarters within PAS that may not be on board with this closer cooperation. There's so much history between AMNO and PAS. How do you think this could play out within internal party dynamics for PAS? Well, yes. I mean, uh, more than three years ago, I think there was a strong uh, opposition uh, within PAS against any form of co cooperation in, in AMNO. However, the majority of those who... Uh, who are against uh, working with AMNO have uh, left the party. So even if there are some who, who may not be in favour of working out in AMNO, they are in a uh, minority. I think majority uh, uh, want uh, this kind of uh, cooperation with uh, AMNO so that they can pursue the, the Sharia agenda. And between the two, Ajib, who do you think um, gets more out of this relationship? Is this better or more beneficial for AMNO or is it more beneficial for PAS? Well, uh, it's hard to say which is, which party benefits the most uh, because I mean one party obviously doesn't doesn't just uh, also look at uh, also look at other considerations. So, Adip, uh, what does PAS get out of it? What does PAS get out of this? Uh, yeah, I mean it stays relevant with its uh, hardcore supporters, so it could continue to promote its uh, Sharia agenda with its uh, hardcore supporters. Okay. okay, and do you see them formally tying up? Could, could we see this as a formal coalition, formal opposition to the Pakatan Harapan government? Uh, I think it's still early days. No, however, even if uh, without formal cooperation, they can still work together at strategic level, for example, in coordinating campaign messages or ensuring straight contests uh, with uh, Harapan parties in the future. So it could be a behind-the-scenes uh, level as well. Thank you so much, Adip, for sharing your thoughts with us. That was Adip Zalkapli, Senior Associate at the Government Affairs Consultancy, Friends and Partners Malaysia. Now, after this, we're going to be taking a closer look at the current AES issue and the Transport Minister's assessment of it. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.